Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're about to get jumped. Welcome to a special crossover episode of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Blood, The Last Vampire with special guest star Matt from Night of the Living Podcast. This episode has it all. Emperor Palpatine's porn star name, monsters who are absolute units, and the school nurse and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad Halloween. Don't you know that Emperor Palpatine, I gotta talk about this, you guys. Emperor Palpatine had a long career before he was ever the emperor of the whole entire, you know, empire. He was a long career with a long porn stash in porn. He mostly did really avant-garde stuff. Um, he was with a, a whole bunch of different species inside of the universe. I think I think everybody needs to know about this, and I, I think he was a much simpler, softer time before he got knocked off and had to go into politics. Not a lot of people talk about it, but it's, it's really important. But anyway, if just you jump in. have a job that's based on your looks and your looks fade, I mean, what do you do? You uh, you take over the universe. Yeah, you go into politics and then you learn how to shoot lightning from your fingers. Anyways, let's jump in. All right, and we are here this week talking about a fantastic anime movie that is also in the horror genre, which is going to be the first one that we've done before on our show. Um, it's super exciting, and we have a special guest that's joining us. Uh, if you can just introduce yourself. I am Matt Red Fox from Night of the Living Podcast. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your show um, for, for people in the anime universe that might not be watching uh, a bunch of horror stuff. So uh, my podcast started off as mainly actually a uh, horror and anime podcast originally. It was supposed to be a dual front of them both. Uh, it was originally called Horror Hentai and Hand Grenades, which <laughs> nice. I thought was awesome. <laughs> it's on our t-shirts. Don't worry, we didn't lose that. That was too good to give up. Um, uh, we were doing a lot of horror, horror movies and anime. One week we'd alternate, but then after our first season ended... We kind of wanted to talk a lot about pop culture in general, so we do mostly horror, anime, comic books. Um, we've lately, this last month, we've been doing a lot of the DC animated universe, mm-hmm. um, mostly because whatever we get obsessed with, uh, our show is completely random. We'll keep doing it again. My show is completely <laughs> random. Um, I was just telling them I constantly speak of it as if there's multiple people, but it's not. It's just me. Uh, it's me and Blake whatever called it the royal we. Yeah, yeah, the royal we. <laughs> We are He's from amused. a long lineage of, of royals <laughs> who, who talk about anime and apparently hentai and horror. So <laughs> he's, he's really H-cubed. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, our show pretty much covers a bunch of pop culture, really. It's very random. We don't script anything. It's Nothing's planned. We have some bullet points during the episode. We're talking about this. And we'll get there sooner or later after six or seven side tangents. Um but yeah, we mostly do a lot of horror coverage, anime, comic books. Well, I think our uh, whatever I feel like doing, it's what we do. It's why I do my own show because I'll change what I want to do every other week. I think our listeners are, are maybe going to have a hard time with that because we're usually so focused and uh, 
Never. Yeah. Just put no. that in huge quotation marks because that is so incorrect. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I actually was uh, was chatting the other day uh, on on uh, on Twitter to somebody else about you. You posted about the strangers, um, and I was just yes. like, "Oh yeah, you know the movie that ruined uh, Airbnb Airbnbs for me forever <laughs> because of that one scene where just like they're having a normal conversation and in the background you just see one of them walk through oh, yeah. and look." over and then walk through and i was just like cool i can just put this movie down i just i don't want to i don't want to want to lock my doors at all times in every house i'm in anymore <laughs> we watched that when we were camping uh about two years ago why uh, when you're camping couple, couple of my buddies had never seen it i was like well perfect we're going camping this weekend anyway so uh i got the perfect movie for us when everyone's already drunk and just already because they're already scared of the dark as it is so it was yeah. the perfect movie to put on I didn't sleep that entire night. I just kind of sat up. Everyone found excuses to just stay outside. So we figured they can't kill us if we're outside. There's too many people out there. That's going to stop them. (laughs) Little do you know, in the sequel, it takes place at a campground. So, I mean, we're just setting them up for the... For the ending of the damn trilogy. <laughs> okay, so before we get started with um, what we're going to be covering this week, week which uh, spoiler alert, uh, it's going to be Blood: The Last Vampire. But first and foremost, I wanted to know uh, one of my favorite horror movies I've ever seen um, is uh, It Follows, and I want to know what you felt about that movie. Oh, perfect! I just watched this. All right, so I loved it. I loved the score. Uh, it's got a lot of very good wide angle shots um and i forget the other word the uh, long corridor shots uh one of my favorite scenes from that entire movie is when the i wouldn't say it's her grandmother but that's getting into fan fiction and fan speculation on who the creature was emanating um i loved it i thought it was awesome that scene where the grandmother's walking down after her in the school uh reminded oh, yeah. me so much of halloween um, mm-hmm. even the, the, a lot of homage to Halloween as well in that first scene where she sees her outside on the quad and it reminded me exactly of when Lloyd Strode seen Michael Myers standing across the street from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely loved it though. It's awesome. Uh, I don't want them to ever make a sequel to it. I feel like it's one of those movies that can exist on its own without any, anything following. Yeah, it feels it. very complete. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, it's very complete. Exactly. But, uh, the score was great. Um, definitely gave me a lot of vibes of uh, 80s horror, or 80s, uh, early 90s horror, uh, which is something you don't really see a lot in horror cinema, cinema, cinema nowadays. Um, but I loved it. What did you think of it? Man, uh, I it has one of my favorite like jump scares that I've ever had inside of a horror movie. Um, I, spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't seen it yet. Number one, you should pause this and you should go watch it. Um, but number it's available two, on one of our um, non-sponsored streaming services. Yeah, non-sponsored. Um, who? What? Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> I I loved the moment uh, where they open the door to the bedroom um, oh, yeah. and there's a tall man. That it was like just terrifying. Th- that was it made me jump so hard. Um, it didn't make me jump as as ridiculously hard though as when Blake and I were watching uh, Babadook uh, for the first time um, in his tiny apartment in Chicago, um, and they, he had a radiator in the corner of his room that whenever it would turn on, it sounded like somebody banging a pipe as loud as they could with a hammer. Um, <laughs> And I was just like, oh, fuck this. This is the worst place to be to watch the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also saw Annabelle uh, 
with uh, when I lived in that apartment, I went on a date and saw Annabelle. And, like later that night, I was like, Annabelle. Not that Annabelle is <laughs> particularly scary, but it was a fun joke. Yeah. Uh, it follows is one of my favorites as well. Uh, I loved it. I actually recently watched it with my husband, Pete, for the first time who had never seen it. Uh, and he did not like it very much uh, because he was expecting it to be more scary. And it is scary, but it's a little bit more like thrilling. Yeah, it's a it's a tense, atmospheric kind of dread type of fear rather than like a more in your face, oh, yeah. kind of like scary, scary, scary. Uh, but I really yeah, enjoyed it, that. It, and I remember the thing about It Follows that stands out to me as far as my experience is uh, it, it came out relatively a couple years after The Conjuring, which is one of my favorite scary movies that I I've seen multiple times and that has kept me up at night multiple times. And it came shortly around the same time that Babadook came out, which was another good scary movie that I didn't feel kept me up very much because of the way that that story goes. Oh, hell no. The Babadook scared the shit out of me and I still haven't watched it. It is scary, (laughs) but the way that the story ends up resolving itself made me comfortable. So I was able to like move on from that one and just kind of enjoy it. Uh, it follows. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's in the basement. We know what happens to it. <laughs> it's not. Um, I think it's not uncommon for me to have trouble sleeping after a horror movie, especially a really good one. Uh, and for it follows, I did have trouble sleeping, but the unique experience that I had around that was that I wasn't, I wasn't imagining the like monster of the movie. I was imagining the score of the movie. Like I couldn't get that mm-hmm. music out of my head. And that is what was yeah. keeping me up because it's so moody and creepy. And I just loved yeah. that about that movie. After I seen it follows uh, me and my brother watched it. When we went outside to smoke afterwards, uh, we were seeing people walking. I live in a, almost like a city area, but nighttime, not really, very many people outside. Uh, we seen someone walking right down the street and they were walking, not on the pavement, but in the middle of the street. And I turned to my brother. I was like, that dude's got five seconds to say something or we're running. <laughs> yeah, I I would say I would say that the other thing that you have to do after your, that movie is you just like, all right, just let me let me think about my relationship history <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, real quick. Which one of them really wants to get back at me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, let's uh, let's go ahead. Speaking of uh, random things, uh, let's talk about the show that we're going to be covering, or the movie, as it were. I say show uh, mostly because most people um, don't. I, I I looked up a bunch of things about uh, Blood: The Last Vampire, and most people actually know the series more than they know the movie. Um, Blood Plus and Blood C um, are going to be the the two series that are going going to be um, off of this initial movie um, because the, the initial movie was made back in 2000. Uh, the uh, Blood Plus was made in 2005. A live action version was made in 2009. And then Blood C, um, which I, I heard has horrible monster rabbits, I guess, uh, came Absolutely out terrifying. in uh, 2011. Yeah, and uh, you would also be forgiven for thinking that this was an episode of a show because it's only 45 minutes which is about exactly the time slot allotted to a hour long television show with commercial breaks. 
and uh yeah it it uh it goes by kind of quickly and there's uh the plot is pretty light like there's there's not a ton going it, it on it kind of just went sorry yeah i oh, i'm sorry is it the the movie when i was watching so i looked it up i had to ask i had to ask uh my cousin who lent me the dvd and is this the whole thing like how you were saying about make yeah. sure it wasn't like a second disc to it like, again yeah, no it just goes it just goes. You meet Saya, and then, bam, it just keeps going. It doesn't stop till the end. He's like, "There's literally no explanation," but you'll love it. Yeah, I I really noticed that too. And we're we're about to get get through um the the entire movie here in a second. But one of the things you're gonna notice right off the bat, and I know I've harped about this on the show before, and it's one of the things that I I hate when it's done really badly, and I love when it's done really well. I hate when um, you have no idea what's going on inside of the world of the show, but the show doesn't seem to understand what's going on inside of the world as well. But if everybody is on the same page um, and they just throw you into the world and they're just like, I'm not going to give you exposition because screw that. People don't give exposition in the real world. I love <laughs> that. And that is what this movie does. And it does it pretty well because it's going to drop you straight in first scene, a character sitting on a train and uh, suddenly the lights are flickering on and off. And then she just straight up murders a guy. <laughs> yeah. Also, maybe Which, a regular way, guy. Exposition for. Didn't, yeah. didn't revisit yeah, that later. They, yeah. So, um, so let's go ahead and uh, Blake. Can you give us a kind of a, a breakdown of what studios worked on this and uh, why we should know those studios? Uh, yeah. So, um, this is an a like you said, uh, anime uh, movie from two thousand. It is done uh, predominantly by Production IG, which is a name you're probably familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. Production IG has a lot of recognizable properties. Um, let's see, let me pick out some of them. They did the, uh, spinoff series blood plus they've done triple X holic. Uh, let's see. They've done a bunch. Uh, they also did high uh, They also did blood C <laughs> are they high Q? Uh, yeah. They did psychopaths. Uh, yes. Oh yeah. There's high nice. Q which God, I'm so into, uh, they did the ghost in the shell arise. Um, yeah. Yeah, Those ones. they also did a a great series called Blue Seed. Um, if you've never seen Blue Seed before, but you like um something that is uh gr- gratuitous for the sake of gratuitousness, um, uh, Blue Seed will really get you there. Um, I just wrote it down. I got to check that out then. <laughs> One, yeah, it's it's intense. There, there are <laughs> so Production IG makes this so uh pulling pulling from the. Uh, deep deep well of knowledge that is wikipedia <laughs> what i what i've learned is that um production ig created this in a this movie has some really interesting backstory to it so basically what they what they did was production ig's president wanted to produce a new project that had an original concept instead of adapting uh, a pre-existing work, you know, usually adapting an anime or, uh, or a manga series. So he wanted to, he wants to make a movie that is an original series. So he goes to this uh, person that he knows that runs a, basically a filmmaking class. And he asks that person to have his students submit concept ideas for a film. 
and then they picked the winner from that class. So according to this, it seems like the concept submitted was a girl in a sailor suit wielding a samurai sword, which was submitted by two students. And so their their concept gets picked and they end up picking the um, the site for the film, which is an a Air Force base on uh, in within Japan. Um, and they picked it because they referred to it as the state of California inside of Japan. And mm. so they, they just basically came up with this concept and they, they attach a director and the director's like, I will work on this, but only if you allow me full creative control. And so they did, I guess, cause he directed it. And then he gets an art director from the, from video games to design the characters and uh, a second artist to work with that person. And in the Wikipedia article, the director says that he would only hire them if they came as a package deal. He was like, I wouldn't have hired this guy <laughs> if the other person didn't accept. So nice. It's really fascinating. Then uh, take your friends with you. Yeah. So they, <laughs> so they make this this movie, which, again, is atypically short for, for a movie clocking in at about 45 minutes. Um, and it's like Spencer was alluding to, it's pretty oblique as to what's going on in the world. You get hints that there is full lore and that there is a backstory and a future for these characters, but they don't really go into it. Um, I guess an add to that, actually, if you don't mind. Say again. Yeah. Um, so I was told by my cousin who big into uh, blood plus and blood C, uh, there's, I think he said one or two light novels uh, looks revolving like, around this. It looks like there's actually three connected to the movie, and then there's two connected to Blood Plus. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. They're from uh, Dark Dark Horse Publishing, if I'm mm. not mistaken, which is a side branch to Dark Horse Comics. He said, if you read those and then watched the movie, there's so much more that you would understand, even though it is only a, what, 50-minute movie? Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. still flabbergasted the fact that a 50 minute movie somehow has its own damn PS2 game. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. This one, this one has legs to it. This is one of those things where um, I, I sort of, I sort of love uh, the the universe of creators and creative types that are just like, give me a piece of something, and I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna, if it if it inspires something out of it, we're just gonna run with it. Um, I think the best example of something like this is take the the first Star Wars movie. So okay. the first Star not, Wars movie is a whole movie. Uh, was that? I'm concerned about where you're going with this based on what has happened. I'm so intrigued, though. Hold on. So what I'm saying is the first Star Wars movie is a whole movie. So um, it does not have to have a prequel. It does not have to have a sequel. It does not have to have books. It does not have to have video games. It doesn't have to have any of that. However, um, after making the first movie, um, there was so much fanfare around it that he got to make two additional movies after that. Um, and then the entire Star Wars universe was basically built around additional artistic creators that were just like, I like that idea. I like that universe. Let me make some shit. And so this completely reminds me of that. Yeah. It's, it's them being like, Hey, give me a brief example of some cool characters. Give me nothing about this world except for a couple of hints. And I would love to fanfic my way for the rest of it. Yeah. I think that... It makes sense because what you have here, 
obviously we'll flush this out a lot, but basically you have a girl with a samurai sword fighting vampires. And that's a pretty simple concept. It's spruced up a bit because the girl is uh, clearly not human. She may be a vampire herself. And the the vampires that she's fighting, when they go vampiric, they don't just (laughs) sprout fangs. They turn into giant fucking monsters. And that's pretty fun. Yeah, and I don't even know if they're vampires or if they're just big demons yeah. because, like, I haven't watched the rest of the shows. I've just seen this, um, and so I'm just kind of, like, thrown in straight into it and just kind of like, what is this world? Yeah, um, but there's something to be said for that that concept that is just – it's a simple concept. Uh, samurai fights with vampires, and then you just twist it just a little bit to give it a spin that feels unique and that can grab you. And it makes sense. And Star Wars is the, is the same way. You, it actually ended up being a very good example, which is that, you know, Star Wars is all about. Nailed it. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's space samurais. It's a, it's a regular old space opera with space samurais. And, you know, there's, there's a specific aesthetic that things are kind of run down. And there's magic space samurais. And there's, you know, a big bad uh, fascist government. And that's about all lightning you need. Fingers. Yeah, lightning fingers. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I, I, you, I got some. You may know me as the emperor or by my porn name, uh, Lightning Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you will feel the force. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> hey, too listen, Palpatine was a creepy man, all right? Too much okay. or not so, uh, so, I, I have something uh, written down here about, about Saya. Because as soon as it started, when you guys, uh, when we first started talking about doing this crossover, and I looked up the trailer, first thing I responded with was, well, this looks like the greatest thing ever, and I'm so terrified to get onto a train with some edgelord-looking woman on it. Um, <laughs> she is the ultimate edgelord, okay? When you were explaining about the concept of, well, it's a girl dressed in a sailor outfit with a samurai sword. Immediately, I was like, oh, shit, they just put Sailor Moon in Samurai Chemplu. Yeah. I can get down with this crossover. Let's yeah. do it, but let's edgelord it up. Let's really emo the shit out of this. Yeah, I like, and, I like. first of all, uh, first and foremost, she looks like she's carrying one of two things on her. I didn't know it was going to be a samurai sword. I thought I was like, number one, she has a painting. Number two, she has a pull cue. And those were the two things that I was like, okay, she's going to beat somebody to death with one of these two things. And when the, she pulled out a sword, I was like, oh. I thought it was a map the first time I seen it. I was like, I thought she was like an architect or some shit. I was like, looking at it, I was like, hmm. All right. Like this She's is about to show them the way. All right. I get it. Or it could have been like the L in Chicago where, you know, a woman would have to protect herself with her, her bag or whatever she's carrying and just beat somebody to death with it. That's really. Well, I found a new inventive way to carry a sword around in public. Yeah. They don't uh, ask. I'm on my way to a pool match. But in reality, look. I have the old trusty old katana with me. <laughs> Which also, it's my understanding that it's illegal to carry swords around in Japan. So, you know, it's a good to, thing to conceal. Uh, not only because you don't want to turn heads, but because you might get arrested. It gets yeah. real awkward when you actually go to play pool, pull out the katana, and really try to like skewer that eight ball right in there. <laughs> I'm gonna actually, a buddy of mine's got a pool table. I'm gonna try it out. I'll let you guys know how it works out. Perfect. All right. Uh, 
Okay, so here we go into this movie. First and foremost, our lead character, we're going to find out, Saya, is going to murder somebody on a train. Um, we are going to uh, get right after that, after she's getting off of the train and picks up a piece of paper off of the ground. Um, there are two government-y guys uh, that are so much taller than her, it's ridiculous. The men and they're going to come up and be like, did you do the job? And she's like, yeah, I killed that guy, but I need a new and better sword. Um, and then they go inside of there and they, they're they like, oh, it's a Chiropterian? Oh, I, I, mean, I tried to pronounce this one. It's it's Chiropterian. Yeah, Chiropterian. it's Chiropterian in Blood Plus, but it that is also in the dub of Blood Plus, And this is not a dub, kind of. Uh, yeah. You'll see that in a minute. So, we'll we'll talk about that well, as well. <laughs> I uh, I think they're man bats. Yeah, they are. And uh, the Wikipedia article specifically does not refer to them as vampires. It refers to them as like blood sucking monsters. And Chiropteran, Chiropterae, it, it comes from. Um, I think it comes from the Latin term used for the for like bats, which is that their uh, their fingers are also wings, basically. Look, I'm just going to say yep. this is this is my own lore on it, but I mean it's like they took chupacabra and they stuck it with <laughs> a a a um a a psych a kind of dinosaur. That, and then they were like stick them together and that's what it is. This is much Go sense. hunt goats from the air. <laughs> but okay, so what's crazy? Uh, so I'm watching this movie so there's this opening scene on the train. Then she gets off the train. The opening scene is in Japanese. There's not a lot of uh conversation. But there, you hear the train announcements come on a few times, and they are in Japanese, and there are subtitles. Then she gets off the train, and these two dudes walk up to her and start speaking English at her. And I was like, what the fuck? Is this the sub? <laughs> and it turns out that they intentionally did a bilingual film. And in fact, most of this is in English. And uh, it is... Um, Let's see. It's the first company to film an anime series almost entirely in English with Japanese subtitles. So if you watch this in Japan, the Japanese wouldn't be subtitled, but the English would be, which means you're watching the movie almost entirely in subtitles. And they did this in uh, with the intent that it would be easier to entice foreign markets to watch it. So it's just fascinating. It probably had the opposite effect. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of the English is clearly English voice actors, and some of it is clearly not. Yeah, I watched a stream on Vimeo for it. um, Because the first time around I watched it, I was like, you know, I want to watch this one more time. Tried to find a a download for it or a stream for it. And I had subtitles on the top, subtitles on the bottom. When they were speaking Japanese, it was... English subtitles with Japanese subtitles over top of the English subtitles. So that makes sense now and why there's so many damn subtitles on the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, by the way, this movie is going to be set in 1966. If you didn't know that, you're with me because I also was very confused um, because it's it's uh, it, the only way that you would know it was set in 1966 is if you read an article afterwards about it. <laughs> it, it does show you a few times, but it's very blink and you'll miss it. Like there were a yeah, few shots I, where I was like, I totally missed it. Why does it look so dated? And then there was one shot that had the date. And then at the end, uh, it insinuates that the Vietnam War is about to start. Yeah. yeah. 
So, okay. So, um, that whole thing that happens on the train, uh, there's going to be some back and forth, uh, where she, she wants a new sword. Um, he's like, it's difficult to get swords. And she's just like, do it. And then he's like, okay. Um, and so they, uh, they leave from here, or at least she leaves from there and she's going to go all the way, um, to, uh, Yokata, Yokota Air Base. Um, it's an American air base, um, building up before the Vietnam war. Uh, she's going to meet the star of the movie who is the saddest <laughs> school nurse of all time. <laughs> this, uh, oh God. just in case you don't know uh, in English is not her first language. No, it is not. <laughs> uh, she's, I mean, her name's Amino Makiho, so I don't think it's supposed to be her first language, but nurse Amino is, uh, arguably the protagonist of this movie. I don't think actually, but God, I was watching this and I was like, this is a movie about a school nurse who just wants somebody to talk to her and then nobody will. And then she has the worst Halloween of all time. That yeah, is literally and- what I thought. I was like, she must be the main character. Cause I just want Saya to die. <laughs> you are yeah. so mean to yeah. everyone. Yeah. She even tells her at one point, she's just like, you better be glad that I'm not allowed to kill humans. (laughs) And I was just like, bitch. (laughs) Like, you sassy little bitch, you. Yeah, Saya is the gives no fucks, takes no prisoners type of protagonist. Uh, She's exceedingly... To be fair, she she is... uh, They call her one of the originals, or maybe the last original left. Um, We're also going to find out later on in the movie that she's been alive for a very long time. Um, And it's it's sort of assumed, or at least I assumed, that she's a vampire. Um, The thing that really pokes a hole in that, though, is that she seems to just go outside in the light so well, you know I'm not sure the rules of vampirism are opt-in depending on you know oh, she's a daywalker yeah <laughs> if she didn't sparkle in the sunlight she's not That's a real right. vampire and as an original obviously this is a prequel to the vampire diaries so uh it oh, all man. comes there together. we go there we go can somebody please do a, a, a mashup board, so. of like her fighting a battle with blade uh because i would like to see that, that would be cool or fighting against blade i'm down for that too Oh man, sword wielding vampire vampire hunters. <laughs> Everybody remember in Blade Two when you were like, "Oh, it's new vampires," and their bottom jaw opened up, and you were like, "Ugh!" <laughs> That's the most badass vampire ever. <laughs> man, Blade Two is so much better than Blade One, and also yeah, infinitely better than Blade Trinity, which was the worst. Hey, hold on now, hold on now. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a goddamn minute. Blade Trinity was okay. <laughs> It was a movie. <laughs> it was. A, it, it existed, or right? it tried its best. With it's, its like tri- it's like and it's like the person that was just like, you know, what is the best one of the Freddies? Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine too how you guys were saying about um, Star Wars, where it was like, all right, well, here's here's the concept, and let's just build around it. I feel like Blade Trinity was just like, you know, we got Ryan Reynolds to sign, right? <laughs> Fuck it, let's make a movie. He's gonna be Deadpool someday, maybe. Who knows? It, well, actually, him, he'll he'll, he'll be Deadpool, green. and then he will also be better Deadpool. He will be uh, he will be uh, completely written out of the thing that makes him Deadpool by sewing his mouth shut. <laughs> it, uh, in a move in which the entire Marvel universe was just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but don't worry, he'll go back and he'll fix it in Deadpool too. Oh my god, I love Deadpool too so much. 
<laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't like it, but I'm a, I'm a fan. You know, I'm. I love. I it. saw Deadpool, I and I was awesome. like, I would take more of the same. That's maybe arguably not quite as good. Like that's fine for me. Yeah, my my whole thing about it is that people got too angry about it being too meta, and I was just like, I don't know if you can be too meta with Deadpool. Like his whole thing is being meta, uh, so that? like, Are get you over being it. Meta? <laughs> Okay, anyways, back to blood. Um, so uh, she's going to just be running around the school, basically, um, not doing anything except for talking to the principal who has the weirdest nose. Yeah. Just, what's, it's like, what's weird about this so movie, bumpy. It, it is so plot light. It is basically setting up a scenario rather than setting up a plot. Like, she goes to this school, and then we find out that her handler... Uh, one of one of the guys is named David. He is talking to the principal like, oh, she's going to be a new student here. And then that's about it. She meets some some girls in her class that she's really rude to. But like, there's no plot. Like, she's just she's a student here now. And we see a couple of scenes of her being a student. Like this movie traffics a lot in something that's actually fairly common in Japanese media, although maybe less common in the shonen series that we usually watch which is the idea of just kind of setting the scene and not from the standpoint of like setting you up with exposition or with plot points, but just like, let us look at a moment in this character's life. Like there there's this instinct in Japanese cinema that seems to be like, let's just live with this character for a minute. And I really enjoy that uh, in certain contexts. And this is one of them, actually. I think it works really well here. Yeah, I I also think that it works really well. Um, I I I tend to uh, wonder a couple of times inside of this movie though, um, like where exactly would they go if they had another forty five minutes tacked onto it? Um, like, is is there any point in giving any anything at the very start or anything at the very end that's going to make it more? Um, more of like a full fleshed out movie. And I got to the end of it and I was just like, no, I think this is fine. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that I needed any more to this. And I don't think that getting any more of this would make it a better or worse movie. Ah, but have you um, considered that the live action movie is 91 minutes, which is yes. uh, not, uh, what is that? Double length of the animated oh, movie. Like 30 but it tells minutes the same more. Story. Yeah. Yeah. I just so, I, I I don't want to watch it. Well, I, <laughs> now I would recommend it strongly to just not watch it ever. Forget it exists. Yeah, it's like the Dragon um, Ball movie. Don't oh pretend it God, doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> well, I would like to have seen if they added a little bit more onto this movie. If if they decide to put anything else in this movie, I'd like to know one: why is it so bad that they're going to go hibernate? Wouldn't you just go kill them then? Two: why? What was their obsession with the airbase? Why yeah. was what was the point of them going to the air base to fight? I was thinking, oh shit, like they're gonna go somehow nuke the shit out of Japan. <laughs> no, they were just going to the air base and then trying to catch a ride on a cargo plane. You have wings, motherfucker! Fly away! <laughs> just fly. We're jumping You're ahead looking here. At, like, oh yeah, sorry, first, sorry. First and foremost, we have to see our our two. Um, uh, well. We're actually going to see three random Japanese women um, uh, talking and also 
Um, Maybe stretching I, the I definition assume, of women there, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm assuming that some of these some of these characters um, are like LGBTQ plus, or maybe um, just transvestite, which I don't think falls under that. But oh no, maybe it does. Ugh. I I'm not sure. Um, anyways, uh, we we're gonna see that in a brief moment. We're also gonna see um, <laughs> a great moment where Saya is gonna like walk past a, a store that has a katana in it, and she like looks at it side eyed, and then she's just like, "I'm gonna get you later." This is also an amazing <laughs> Chekhov's gun moment because it plays out <laughs> really well later. Yeah, I I think the thing that I love the most about it though is like. It it reminded me of those open world, uh, like there's an open world video game. I can't remember the name of it. Um, that you're inside of a mall and you're you're fighting as a guy who can basically pick up anything to fight against the zombie horde. Dead rising. Yeah. So, um, and that just reminded me of like, oh, that's her in this. She's doing a mission inside <laughs> yeah. of a video game where she's just like, later on, I'm gonna come back for that sword. She is, and it's gonna be a great moment. But we'll get. Oh, to Oh, I had something for that too. Yeah. So well, well, I'll wait till we get there. We also have to meet uh, these two girls. That as soon as you see them, you're just like, oh, those are definitely the monsters. <laughs> oh, sh- uh, Sharon and Linda. <laughs> Oh, to be man. fair, I thought They're... the sort of like plucky girl with the two big eyes was going to end up being a red herring and she was going to be eaten by the other girl. And that, that does not happen. Yeah. Um, so then uh, I guess it's Halloween. Um, so everybody's like, let's celebrate Halloween. Um, and then there is this random throwaway moment where he's like, uh, by the way, everybody get excited because it's Halloween tomorrow. We're not going to have any early or any late classes, only early classes. And then before the Halloween party, those two girls are like in class. And I was just like, wait a minute. (laughs) I thought you said that there wasn't classes at night. (laughs) Well, you know, it's late in the year. The sun goes down early. Maybe it isn't tonight, and it's just soon tonight. Maybe they're in a remedial class. That's Mm, true. They could be idiots. Did you ever consider, Spencer, that they were idiots? Actually, you know what? I have something to go with that, because um, they are idiots. Because why are you... First of all, these creatures are absolute units, okay? The best idea you had was to pretend to be a sick girl in a high school to try to eat the nurse? Yeah, they... Couldn't you have just ate the nurse? <laughs> they're doing... <laughs> they're not smart, guys! They're doing this thing, uh, TV Trips calls it the masquerade, which is where there is a large ruse. It's, uh, the masquerade's a good example of that is the the wizarding world in Harry Potter, Regular people don't know about it unless they have a direct relative that is a part of the wizarding world. Otherwise, they go out of their way to maintain the masquerade, which is to maintain the secret. And these chiropterans, or what? how did they pronounce it in this? They use a ch instead of a k at the start of it, and they said something else. I uh, I know them as chiropterans because of the series, so I'm probably not going to be able to mm. adopt the new one. But these these chiropterans, they, they, um, they're maintaining a masquerade for some reason, but you're totally right. Like this is, I think these are characters falling into horror movie tropes rather than uh, maybe acting as they might as characters because they, they could easily have transformed into monsters the second they walked in the room and like shut the door and they don't, they do this whole like ruse thing. 
Yeah, I was like, wow, you guys are really, really putting it they on. Just, you know? They're really you dedicated. The they're thinking about studying huh? theater in college. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That was the setup. I'm going for the Oscar with this kill. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like how many of our classmates turned out to be secret vampire monsters? Like it just it just happens in the Two. arts. Look, I don't know how many. They're secrets. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes they give up the game when they try to eat you. It just it's just a thing that happens. Yeah. Um, so one of the girls is pretending she's anemic. The other girl is also in the pretending room. Pretending that she has um, giant eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Saya, it is going to immediately know that these uh, these are going to be the monsters that she is after. Um, she is going to kill one of them immediately as she comes into the room. Um, and then the second one is going to start to transform and throw... Um, a a full-on file cabinet at her while she's trying to swing the sword, which is going to break the sword in half. And uh, I have some problems with that. Um, oh, <laughs> one of the reasons that I always get frustrated with, like, samurai um, breaking sword moments is I, I'm like, do you know how hard you have to swing a samurai sword in order to get it to break in half like that? Like it would that filing cabinet would not have been able to stand up to a impact of that strength. I just I don't believe it, but I I guess anime logic. I don't know. I mean, if you hit the sword on the wide part, that's you know, it's weaker from that direction. So if you hit it right, you could do that. And she already did establish that her sword is starting to like kind of become brittle. And that's why she wants a new one. So I think it I think it follows. I have that noted here, too. Um, literally, first thing in my notes. This all could have been avoided if uh, David would just gave her a new sword like she asked. And clearly, they're not hard to find because she found one one scene later in a store, which yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah. Where yeah. will we it find a out- samurai sword here in Japan? <laughs> Anyways. Definitely not samurai sword depot. Definitely <laughs> yeah. not there. She's going to she's going to go to this store to steal that samurai sword. By the way, I had forgotten that this had happened where she had seen the samurai sword earlier in the show. And so they're just going to show this once uh, one thing about like the the one monster running away and then her running the other direction and climbing a fence. And I was just like, was she just like, all right, I killed one and maimed the other time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> my work here is done this is also where we're gonna switch to our other protagonist poor nurse amino who is having the worst night of her fucking life yeah she's seen some horrors already oh yeah and um, it's important to point out that the 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 corruptorans when they are killed they turn back into their regular monstrous form and so she from her eyes Two sick students, or one one sick student and the friend who's concerned, come to her office. Then another student who just transferred there and has been a bitch runs in and kills one of the students and attacks the other <laughs> one before that student successfully flees. Someone. She also, during that altercation, the nurse thinks that the that uh, uh, that Saya is going to try and kill her, but she's actually just pushing her out of the way. Um, so she's had a real time and now she's like, fuck, what did I just see? And she's like, the voice acting here is pretty good, even though the, the, the voice actress is clearly not a native English speaker. So that it's a little like the cadence is a little halting and strange sometimes, but she does a good performance and she, her panicking was very, very believable. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, no, she's going to die here. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. And she's completely shell shocked. Straight up meltdowns. So she looks. <laughs> she's like kind of on the verge of a break for a second, and then she's like, "Oh God, there's a there's a student who's been attacked in this room." And she looks, and it's just a monster corpse. She's just like, "What is happening?" I like I like that she's like, okay, that didn't happen. Let me go help the other student. And she like runs along to help the other student. And then when she like gets to the room where everybody's Halloween dancing, um, and there's like one oboe pa- player that's like super into it. Um, and she's, <laughs> she's going to like get real close and like time slows down as the monster turns around and she's just going to be like... <gasps> And then time speeds up again, and the monster is like, I'm just going to take you real quick, um, and then I'm just going to leave. And so the monster runs off, um, and uh, there's going to be a a great cameo that we're going to have. And uh, it really took me by surprise. The voice of Spike Spiegel oh, yeah. is just going to be a random guard that is going to be murdered so bad that he then gets knocked out and then shoved in between two bars of a door to create so a thing that keeps the door locked. This was a that was a <laughs> stunning shot too. But bef- oh, yeah. before that happens, we're getting the sword payoff because oh yeah sire oh, oh, actually, returns real- as uh amino is being kidnapped and she's got the sword that she stole yeah i have a quick thing um before we jump into the air hanger scene uh when so when miss nurse not having a great day yeah um clearly sees that this thing turned into a monster this is where the horror part of me started to really switch on um and i realized that she immediately then turned into one of my favorite horror tropes. Um, this is an unstoppable creature that I just watched do some unspeakable thing. Let me go follow it. Yeah. Yeah, I know the person with the sword didn't do a good job, but that was then. This is now. I'm going to go follow it. I do. Yeah. I do think it's a little justified here because she's the school nurse who I think is still in disbelief that this has happened and that there right. are monsters. And I think she's well, sort see, of like dissociating with reality a little bit, but her instinct is I can see that. one of curiosity and also maybe of concern. And she's a good school nurse. Bleeding. She wanted to make sure that she was okay. Cause the one got hit by a katana and died. The other one got maimed. And if she could save one, then she's still a good school nurse. Yeah. And she's just like, look, they might be monsters, but they're still my students. They're my monsters. They're enrolled <laughs> at this school. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I, uh, I, I, I wish almost more than anything else that like the whole twist at the end of the movie is that she was a monster. <laughs> the other thing too, why I said that there these absolute units are just their intelligence. When I was watching, I noticed their intelligence like really wavered back and forth a lot with this. Um, for example, they had this whole ruse on how they were going to kill this normal school nurse who's just the best school nurse there is <laughs> and then the one decides oh yeah we're absolute units chuck a fucking filing cabinet at him then runs away and is smart enough to camouflage itself because she walks down the hallway before she transforms and she's still bleeding and she takes the banner off and wraps herself in it and hides in the school dance but at that point she's already transformed so they were. She was smart enough to go hide because she was wounded, and here comes the school nurse who just gets absolutely abducted. Yeah, 
I think one of the things that I noticed the most about the nurse is that the nurse has more plot armor than I've seen in most main <laughs> characters in most anime ever. Like, she had Naruto. It, uh, other people are going to get hurt, but she has perfect plot armor. Even when there is, there's, they're going to get locked inside of a hangar, um, the nurse and Saya, and one of the monsters is going to jump down on them. Uh, this happens right after we find out that uh, one of the random people we saw earlier is also a monster and is going to come to the aid of the other monster. Um, right after, you know, burning down the bar that he had been working in or they have been working in. I'm not 100% sure what pronoun to use I for this I think he, given the time period, it was more likely that it was a transvestite hooker than a than a trans person mm, but it's mm. you know it could be either way yeah but anyways trans monster it's a trans monster <laughs> he um, transitions <laughs> so- into a monster <laughs> Anyways, um, they're going to be fighting inside of a hangar against one of these monsters. Um, I, Saya is going to find her weapon of choice, which is not going to be the handgun, which is going to be like, you're going to want to use this if we get cornered. And she's like, oh, to shoot the monster? And she's like, no, because if it gets too bad, you're going to want to shoot yourself in the head. Um, she and she's like, there's some, okay. <laughs> there's some crucial information here, which is that you can't kill these Chiropteran monsters Unless you can make them bleed enough in one blow that they can't regenerate. Like shooting them yeah. won't do anything. It doesn't cause enough blood. You're going to have to. That's why she uses a samurai sword, because you can slash them or across the shovel. body. <laughs> or what? A shovel. Oh, yeah. Um, but wait, wait, wait. Before gonna... they get to the hangar, the sword pays off before that. <laughs> Oh God! He keeps on oh, going yeah, back to the sword. It's, it's like, amazing. Tell us about the sword. You even talked about how much you liked it. How are you disregarding it like this? Nobody ever said that, Blake. I've never said that, Blake. <laughs> Don't gaslight me. Don't gaslight me. <laughs> so she goes to get the sword because David wouldn't get her a new one. She returns to the school right as the nurse is being abducted, and she strikes the monster with the sword and finds out that the sword is a fake. And it is not able to do any damage at all. And she is dismayed. And then she breaks the tip off and stabs the monster anyway so that the nurse can get away. And then they run to the air hangar and get locked in. Spike Spiegel gets shoved in between the two door handles. (laughs) Before we get there, that was uh, the other great scene with that. When the nurse, when Amino got away, uh, she ran into the security guard over at the airport base. I forgot about this. Oh, shit. I forgot about that, too. Oh yeah, man! That was that was an awesome ass scene. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, um, where they're walking through. And she's trying to explain it to him, and the guy's just not having any of her shit right now. And I'll tell you what, Nurse Amino, she don't want any of his shit either. She's having a very bad time today. Um, <laughs> and she is having the roughest night, and it got worse because then the fucking Corinthian or whatever it is jumped down from the tree and just abducted this man. They're they're kidnappers. That's what they are. I'm surprised there wasn't a cameo where they drove by in a van. Oh, he's not gonna. He he didn't get abducted though. He got head almost bitten off by uh, yeah. the the monster who was just like, 
I'm in a tree now. And also, how fast do we move as monsters? Because this is going to be a super fast moment, and then later on the monster is going to move at plot speed, where it's just going <laughs> to amble at you as slowly as possible. It, there's also this trope when they're fighting inside of the hangar, we're finally to the hangar, by the way, um, where they're just going to blow up as many things as possible. Every gas tank I- I explodes. Um, and then the monster is going to do this thing that always happens in video games when they're waiting for you to press a button, um, which is the monster is going to land on something and then jump from one of those units to another one of the units. And I was just like, that monster could have just jumped forward and ended I all established of this. They're dumb. They're stupid <laughs> monsters. They're so dumb. Yeah. You also, how did the one monster in the tree when, when they kill, uh, it was Linda was the one who, who killed the guard. Saya just shows up and just absolutely shows him that she is Peyton Manning's daughter <laughs> and just yeets the fuck out of this half of a fake samurai sword and just murders <laughs> monster number two. Just yeah. like an absolute just spiral throw from half from the 50 yard line just right at this monster. <laughs> took him out. And I feel like Saya well, could did that at any given time, but she chose not to. Yeah, well, it's not going to kill the monster. It's just going to maim the monster enough to where the monster is going to be like, ow, I'm still coming. Um, it's only a flesh wound. She's, yeah, she's going she's gonna to try to kill this monster, uh, the second monster with a shovel. It's not going to work out. Uh, she can't c- cut it deep enough. Um, and then eyes. David's going to show up. But David can't get through the door because, aforementioned, uh, Spike Spiegel is shoved in between the two door handles. Um, and... Uh, He's going to be like, well, I can't get through. I hope somebody drives a car through this opening, <laughs> which is what the nurse does in one of my favorite moments from this movie, which is the nurse drives through the door and then she just drives the hell off. Yeah. And I was like, good for you. That's what you would fucking because do. <laughs> She's not a hero. <laughs> She's not even trapped in Four this. minutes before she, drew, before she drove the damn truck through the door, she was about to shoot herself in the yeah. head. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. She's going to kill herself. I knew she was going to die. She was like, take the truck and drive away. And she's like, okay, I'm going to take the truck and I'm going to drive away. (laughs) It's a, it's a great action sequence. Actually, it's very tense. The monsters are good. Like it's, it's really well done. Like this movie is, I guess I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but it's a good movie. It's weird, but it's good. You turn your brain off. Don't ask too many questions. Just watch. It's, awesome yeah she david's gonna give her her new sword that he brought um it also inside of a pool cue case about fucking um, time david and, yeah and uh, she's, where's she's david where's his sword <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna myrtleize the second monster and then the third monster is gonna turn into a pat and it's gonna start to fly off towards the plane and then going to try to get on that plane and they're going to drive up and be like, okay, let's stab it real quick while it's trying to fly away. And for some reason, the monster's just like, I'm going to dip slow enough that you can slice me for some reason. It's, yeah. <laughs> because also, they're, they're dummy monsters. They, they actually, I want to know what that creatures they plot or, or okay. I'm sorry. Good. No, no, no. You first. I was going to say, I just want to know what that creature's mindset was. Like, yeah, I got wings, but that thing's got fucking bigger wings. We're going there. <laughs> well, they they indicate in the Wikipedia article, not in the movie itself, that these monsters are able to glide, but not properly fly. And that's why oh. it works. 
okay. Yeah, which well, I think I is actually like that. decent science. It jury's out on whether yeah. or not they would be able to fly at all with, you know, how big they are and how heavy they probably are. But like, you know, it's been said before that like, you know, the bigger you are, the harder it is to get you to fly. And, you know, the the bigger your wings need to be. And so I think these are glidy wings for the size of the monster okay. versus the it size of the wings. It can't fly because anime. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that that sort of tracks a little bit, I guess. Anyways, um, she's going to kill the last monster and they're going to stand there just waiting for the movie to end. Well, they, and then we're going to they talk cut, some shit cut. about the nurse where they're like, we need to get to her before they do so that we can, you know keep the masquerade going and it's not yeah. clear if they succeed. Yeah. The yeah, nurses, yeah. In the end, she's, they do. she's gonna, she's gonna, um, she's gonna get a, a, a decompression moment at the very end where she finds out that she's like, have you seen this girl? And they point to this super old photo and she's just like, oh, and it says vampire up in the corner. And you're like, Oh, she was a vampire. Why does it and say vampire? Just get, I don't know. Um, Exposition. Yeah, it she's is. just gonna drive but off I, into the sunset. I think. I think for the most part, you could buy everything that happens in the movie. But at the end, like they make a big deal about like nobody can know about this, and she has seen it, and so we need her to like get her story straight. And then at the end, they just show her a picture labeled vampire, and the label of vampire is not in you, the picture. This. It's next to it. Like just show her the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, anyways, so that's uh that's that's blood. Um and uh let's uh let's let's go ahead and throw it to our guest first. Uh what's your what's your takeaway from this movie? I thought if you turn your brain off, you've never seen Blood Plus Blood C, you're just looking for a very visually stunning movie. I that's one thing I can definitely say. I would love to find a Blu-ray copy of this. Watch it very high def. Um it is a visually stunning movie. I did like uh, a lot of the sound and the score to it. I feel like it didn't have that generic, oh, well, it's getting action heavy, time to throw on some heavy action music. Like, it kept everything very tense. I did get the sense of dread when the nurse was walking through the Halloween party. Because uh, in my mind at that point, I was yeah, like, all right, well, beautiful. it's going to jump out somewhere at her or plot twist. There's more than three of them. Mm, yeah. And I did keep waiting for that to happen. Right. And then I was, I, I loved it though. I thought that was cool. Um, I think there wasn't much exposition to the movie. Uh, two big things that really did stick out to me, which I actually wanted to pass off to you guys. Um, what was the purpose of seeing the man on the train who she murdered, who was not one of these uh, bat creatures? Uh, and also what was the point of the woman in the bathtub who slit her wrists where again, you don't really know why or what I didn't at least connect the dots of where that had to do with the creature. I can connect yeah. the dots on that one. Oh, yeah. perfect. The, the first one, the first one I think was just to get us to understand that she is not in control of her life. She is being controlled by some sort of government organization, which makes her do things that she might not want to do under the ruse of always killing these other monsters. Okay. Oh, wow. You assumed be... a lot there. 
Yeah, I, I, that's what I took away from it. Um, and the biggest reason why I took away from it is that um, she picked up, it looked like some sort of schematics, which doesn't seem to be um, anything that would be connected to these monsters. These monsters just seem to be needing to be destroyed because they're killing people. Um, and so she seemed to take away from him something as part of a mission, which makes me think that she gets sent on other missions under this ruse. That was my takeaway. What was yours, Blake? I could see that actually, because he did. She does tell him during that that uh, they they're having me do this again, or mm. she makes some kind of comment like that. I actually that that's a good point. I didn't think about that. They're using her killing the monsters as a ruse for her to do other government dirty work, wet mm-hmm. jobs, if you would, under the guise of well, it might be one of these bat creatures, and they're pretty dumb. So go murk this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. I didn't think there was a lot of support for that, but that is a good point. She does make that comment. So that is, that's actually totally viable theory for me. I thought it was just one from a production standpoint. It's a really good opener that catches your attention. That train scene looks great. Uh, I don't know why they felt the need to throw doubt on the fact that she was killing a, a normal human that does track with your theory, Spencer. But to me, they also say like, they don't always immediately transform after you kill them sometimes it takes a second and so it could be that uh if they're not having her do like secret assassination jobs they are throwing doubt on how accurate it is when they find one of these monsters that they've actually succeeded in a monster neither of those those guesses actually plays out in the movie though so kind of at the end of the day your guess is as good as ours um, I do have a concrete answer for the second one, though. Okay. okay. They. I thought she was used as a juice box, but please tell me what the <laughs> actual reason is. <laughs> they um, they mention uh, early on, uh, it's at the train scene or just after, that they suspect that there are more Chiropterans running around because there have been there has been several noted uh, notable deaths, and those deaths were ruled as suicides, and. The um, the Chiropterans are shown that they are trying to maintain the masquerade. They want to keep themselves secret. So it's implied mm. that they make their victims look like they killed themselves. And I buy it. that way they can keep themselves secret. This woman in the bathtub that you see is also seen in the same scene with the three prostitutes, one of whom turns out to be a monster themselves. So that was that monster killed that woman. And um, is returning to the scene of the crime. Did not okay. did not catch that. Well, yeah, there's definitely anyways. room for interpretation there, but that I think is is fair. I don't know. I think that's solid. That's implied. It's a solid explanation for that one. Yeah. Okay. So my takeaway from the movie, I liked it. It got me interested in the universe of this show. And if you're just gonna watch this as a a one time movie watch thing, it is definitely um, a good. Uh, like 45 minute, you know, have a bowl of popcorn fest. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a kind of a feast for the eyes, especially if you like horror and gore, um, because it's going to give you that. Um, it's not going to give you gore to, you know, and, and, and it, you know, a crazy amount, um, but you're definitely going to get to see some things, uh, you know, some people impaled and cut in half and monsters cut into pieces. So you're going to get that and you're going to see blood if you wanted to see blood. Um, I would say that it left me 
wanting to watch the rest of the series. And I think if that was the like the the overarching goal for somebody who that is creating this, um, I think it does a really good job. Um, I will say though, it is one of those things that after watching it, um, I I sort of wonder like, is this movie? in the middle of that universe, kind of like, you know, episode four, or is this like happens before any of the series take place? And I, I think that that's also doing that a really good job where I'm just like, I want to know where to place it in the universe. And then I'm going to do like I did with a Marvel run where I watch it in like the, uh, the actual order that you're supposed to watch them in, even though they were released in a different order, you right. know, where you're just like, you know, you, you watch, you watch Captain America first. And then <laughs> build up from there. Um, That's my thoughts of it. I am a little surprised at how much you like the animation. It's very good animation, but it's also digital animation. And mm, you okay. can tell. Yeah. But they do I such a good hidden. job with it that it's very subtle. Especially if you take into account the time period in which it came out. Oh, yeah. And you compare it to some of the other ones that came out around that time. I think they did good for what they had to work with. Yeah. They did exceptionally well for what they had to work with at the time, I would say. Because you look at, like, I guess it's not necessarily the same when you're doing, like, a small series or a movie versus, like, a long-running series. But, like, digital anime have become more and more popular. And Spencer and I are not huge fans of that, especially Spencer. But, like, this, like, you don't notice until a few minutes in that this is digital anime. And Mm -hmm. they use it to their advantage to create, like, photorealistic environments and to give like real like fluid movement to things like it works so well. Um, but yeah, this is kind of technically a CG anime, even though it looks yeah. like it was hand drawn. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I really, I really enjoyed it. Did, did you enjoy it as well, Blake? Is I, this something that you would want to watch more of? I did. So my actual history with the series is that I've seen this movie before. It's been many years, but I also watched these, the, um, anime series blood plus, I believe in its entirety. Uh, but again, that was a long time ago. Uh, I thought it was after college, but it might've actually been before college. Um, it's, it was somewhere around that time. And, uh, I really enjoyed both of them, but it had been so long that I don't have strong memories of either of them. I remembered that this one took place on a military base. And uh, I remember that the anime series blood plus has horrible jungle vampire babies. And yeah, uh, I don't remember very much else. Although the corruptorans in blood plus have special powers and that uh, it gives it a little bit more of a shonen feel. Uh, but mm-hmm. only just a hint. So it still manages to maintain like good sort of like horror style tension while also adding a variety to the enemies. It's not just like the same monster each week. They hit, you know, the yeah. one that stands out has like iron skin and she has to figure out how to pierce it with her sword. So um, I like nice. this series. Uh, I've been wanting to revisit it. I periodically will Google series like Shaman King that I remember fondly from my youth. Oh, I love Shaman King. Uh, and Blood Plus is one that I Google frequently. Uh, unfortunately, Blood the Last Vampire and Blood Plus are both a little hard to find. It seems that the rights have struck again and made them harder to find than usual. Uh, but if you can find them, I would say this movie is worth seeing. It's not super deep, but it does insinuate a world that's much deeper than the movie itself goes into. 
so you can get pulled in on that. Otherwise, it's a fairly good romp with horror and action elements. And again, it's only 45 minutes. It's the same length as watching one episode of a series that usually runs for an hour on TV with commercial breaks. So it's a pretty easy sell if you're looking for something to watch. Uh, After that, I would say if you can, check out Blood Plus. But again, it's really hard to find. Blood Plus ran for 50 episodes. So there's quite a bit more to dig into. Of note, Blood Plus and the more recent series, Blood Sea, uh, they are alternate universe. So you can get more of this universe, but you won't get more of this exact Saya. Um, right. Hmm. Um, something I'd like to add, too, with that, uh, as far as the spinoffs go, this movie compared to, from what I've seen of Blood Sea, this movie is very tame compared to the amount of blood and gore in Blood Sea. Uh, we mentioned some point early in this episode... Blood Sea has these enemies called Rabbids. Look them up on Google, and then look up on YouTube, Rabbids City Massacre. And it is the most disgusting minute and a half that makes you really want to watch this series if you're into that. <laughs> um, they're terrifying. the way that, But it's very... They're terrifying, and it's very grotesque, but in a very creative way. Uh, like... Some of the ways that you see these giant rabbits killing the townsfolk are, is actually pretty ingenious. The one literally like skewers them like finger puppets and then just starts licking them off of his fingers. Uh, oh, God. It's very, very, very uh, hard to watch if you're not like a, a fan of stuff like that. Like If you rather you're my heroes where the, the blood is kind of kept to a situational of um, appearance, then Blood Sea is not for you. Blood Sea is a very, very bloody, brutal, brutal anime, and the villains and monsters in it that they fight are very unforgiving. Yeah. Well, uh, and those rabbits are awesome. I I haven't watched uh, Blood Sea. I'm probably not the type that would want to watch that scene to get me into the show. But if I could get into the show first, I could probably appreciate that scene. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you have your your dual entry points there, but I do like this series. Uh, I enjoyed the movie and Blood Plus. Also, uh, just happened to notice uh, in the Wikipedia article here that the music for Blood Plus, other than the uh, opening uh, song and the outro, is done by Hans Zimmer and Mark Mancina. What? Holy shit. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah. What, so what that's group a group of people were just like, I'm going to be a part of this. Uh-huh. So I, <laughs> the, I suspect that Blood Plus it. holds up fairly well. Uh, it is relatively different than the movie, but also that makes sense. It's a 50 episode movie, like literally two episodes in, you've watched the same amount of content as this movie and you're 4% through with the series. So, you know, yeah. there's a lot more to dig into, but it is hard to find. Blood Sea is available on a streaming uh, platform that does not sponsor this show. So you can go find that pretty easily. It's only 12 <laughs> episodes as well. So it is really splitting the difference between bite-sized movie and bite-sized series. Yeah. So uh, with all that being said, uh, thanks so much for, for uh, dropping by. Um, if anybody wants to pick up your podcast, where can they find you? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at night of the LP. Um, and we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think we're on Stitcher as well and Anchor FM. Um, yeah, pretty much wherever you find podcasts, we're in all the markets. Uh, we're also 
doing starting next week, I believe. We're going to start doing live streams more on Twitch where we're going to move the show to. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Night of Living Podcast. Uh, Night is spelled with a K, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so feel free to jump in, join the chat, or anyone wants to come and hang out. I can't wait to have you guys on my show because yeah. it's just going to be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, man. we're gonna have a good time i have so much written down for you guys <laughs> nice well um it's been great having you and uh thank you guys thank you yeah yeah um, thank you so much seriously go go check out his show um and we'll see y'all after these credits blake and spencer get jumped is made by forever summer productions with sound editing done by rashad english he's our level 10 sound wizard Level 10? That's a lot of new levels. Well, he's been out in the waste grinding and killing low-level monsters to level up. That checks out. Our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every week on your favorite podcast platform. And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 29 through 32. Can I interest you in knives for hands? If you're wondering what I'm talking about, you need to sit back and relax because have I got knives for hands for you. Hi, welcome to Spencer's uh, Emporium of Knives for Fingers and Knives for Hands. We can put knives on any of your fingers. Long knives, short knives, butcher knives, paring knives, even butter knives for those who don't want to cut themselves while shaving. Sounds great. Yeah. It is great. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's nice for hands. <laughs> <laughs>